0: How to freestyle yeah your mind has to work like really really fast but what the way that i would describe how to freestyle is uh already have in mind what you're going to talk about so let's just say we're going to talk about cats. the 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 last word of your sentence like you should already have in your mind yeah. what the last word of the sentence is going to be and then like for me naturally the sentence will come the, the sentence will already be completed in my head as long as i know what i'm going to end it with so
1: you so grow, Showed you how to walk and I bought a basketball, I can show you how to do i be kicking it like a ball, I could show you how to play. I will try no finish this song on this while. So sorry that I came to the party late. I asked on beanie to take care of any goody way. Plead on a paddle, I was spinning on the NSI. I got booed over the cards I
2: could not. Hello everyone and welcome to Living in the Limelight. I'm your host, Jay Huller. As a quick reminder, please follow us on Instagram at Show, and check out our website at livinginthelimelight.com. And of course, you can find our podcast through all the major streaming services, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Each week, we feature a conversation with a different artist where we delve into what makes them tick, and sometimes we get pro tips on pursuing a career as an artist. If you're a performer who would like to be considered for our show, Check out the questionnaire at LivingInTheLimelight.com, And thanks, of course, so much for listening. I Love Tokyo is a 25-year-old artist and songwriter out of Warner Robins, Georgia. Born Dianara Smith in 1997 and originally from the boogie-down Bronx in New York, I Love Tokyo has always had a passion for the art of music as a whole. While music started first for her as a way to vent, it has now blossomed into a full-time passion. Let's welcome I Love Tokyo, to Living in the
0: Limelight. Hello. Hello.
2: Is this I Love Tokyo? This is she. Oh my goodness it is so great to talk to you. Welcome to Living in the Limelight.
0: Glad to be here.
2: That's so awesome. Hey um, I was just prepping for this and thinking about your stage name and um, I know we hadn't discussed it before but what's that Um, why'd you choose um, I Love Tokyo and, and what's the meaning behind that?
0: Um. So at first my name was I hate Tokyo. Um, And then, <laughs> uh, you know, as bad as that sounds, it's like, okay, let me just change it. And so I changed it to I Love Tokyo. But I was also inspired by I Love McCone. He used to be one of my favorite uh, rappers. So I always like liked the spelling of his name and just the uh, aestheticness of his name. So I just kind of got inspired by him.
2: I got you, so if you don't mind going back to the I hate Tokyo, is that a it was it purposeful the um the the place name in there, or just kind of the way the letters were and the way it sounded? was it a random thing
0: so I like I said, I was inspired by I love uh McConan, but I didn't want to be exactly like him, so mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody's name with hate in it, and I was like, I don't know, it was just real a uh, real immature decision, like uh, I thought it would be cool that, uh, people would hate me. But when I changed it, I realized like everybody was like, oh my God, I'm glad you changed it. Cause we don't want to say we hate you. We actually love you. So <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was a sporadic decision.
2: Yeah, no, that makes sense too. And it, it kind of speaks to, um, the development, um, your story really as an artist. Cause, uh, and I want you to go into this if you don't mind. It's like growing up in New York and then kind of listening to others and trying to um, work through sounds and whatever and then it, at some point you said hey look I need to be me and I need to have my own sound and um, walk us through that if you don't mind like let's go back let's go way back to the Bronx and when you were listening to um, sounds out in the street and and then walk us into like uh, the way the music was entering you and then when you decided hey I, I need to start producing it myself and kind of self creating
0: okay so, um, actually I was born in New York, but I, unfortunately I wasn't in New York for long. Okay. Um, I moved to Georgia at the age of four. However, I still had like the Bronx embedded in me. Mm-hmm. Um, like the music that they listen to up there and things like that, uh, like Biggie, Tupac, just all those kind of artists. Um, but, uh, when I moved to Georgia, it was, everybody was feel, um, into music like they were in New York. It just, they expressed it a little bit differently. So, um, I remember just um trying to go to sleep at night, you know, for school and stuff like that. But it would be hard because um uh way back then that's when they had like those um Chevy and and they would uh <laughs> they would decorate the cars with like mm-hmm. different serial names and things like that. So my neighborhood was a neighborhood for people in my region to meet up and show off their cars, but their bass systems would be so good you can't <laughs> you couldn't hear the words that the song were saying you just knew it was a song mm-hmm. um and you only hear the beat so uh, at that time I was like I started off with poetry but um as I started to hear like the different beats every single night I was like well let me just try to put my poetry to a beat and um I realized like okay well now it's not poetry anymore it's a song so um that's kind of how I got into like writing songs but then as far as like um uh putting my music out me and my friends would always like freestyle and things like that and um multiple multiple people would tell me like you know i have a gift or whatever i didn't believe them you know it's always hard to believe in yourself (laughs) at first plus i was a kid i'm like who's trying to listen to my music but um yeah yeah, at at a young age I, i started to uh pursue it and i used to record off my phone and stuff like that until i was Old enough to purchase my own mic. Just things
2: like that. Okay, now this is really fascinating because I can, like, you painted it perfectly. I was seeing it visually in my mind. So you're up in your room. This thronging bass is out on the street. You're looking at your poetry, and it's just the the words are kind of jumping off the page, and you just kind of start um, reciting them and trying to link them to a beat. And you're realizing, I think that you're creating your own music and the, with the music the the background music being provided for you is that kind of how you how it was feeling
0: yeah yeah definitely
2: oh that is so cool because that's it's kind of organic and natural right the the beat was there and your your art of poetry was there now your poetry um were you like writing poetry just on your own or was this like a school assignments that were sitting around or uh, is is language something that is like Flows out of you naturally.
0: Um. Yeah. I. I. I feel like I naturally have a gift. Uh. To do poetry. Um. Mm-hmm. At that time. Uh. I used to be really bad when I was little. So my mom would often take away any electronics that I had. Oh. TVs. Phones. Just anything that could. Uh. Take my mind off of like being creative by myself. Mm-hmm. So she would normally just leave me with paper and a pencil, and of course I would be mad at her, and um. I would just write like my my feelings of how i was mad at her but it was rhyming it just naturally was rhyming i don't know um but that's how i uh started off with poetry just because i was always in trouble and that's (laughs) all i had to occupy myself with
2: that's really cool so in a way she was directly um, involved in creating who you are today through, right through that punishment, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Like you know, I've got parents that take the doors off and and take away the electronics, but you turned it around and made it a positive, And now it's it's a it's become a tool. And I would dare say, and, and explain this to me because I really don't know a lot about freestyling, but when I think about it and when I watch someone do it, it is it is truly a gift, um, because the mind has to be working so far ahead and 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 in in such rapid succession thinking of the way the phrasing is and you say it comes kind of naturally to you what do you think happens in your brain both like when you're in that moment and the music is going and you got to keep up with it or maybe beforehand when you're just trying to put it on paper I know it's it's a little less pressure when you've got no distractions and you're just writing it right but is it is it really difficult to freestyle when there's just a beat and you have no source no paper no nothing it's just coming from your brain
0: Um, so I would say, um, for me, it's, it's, uh, now it's easy. But when I was first starting, uh, I dropped my first song in 2021 and that was my first song that I kind of freestyle with or just punch in. Like I, I never write out any of my songs because I, I feel like I overthink when I do write. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just let whatever is inside of me just come out. It's, it's, it's something always on the tip of my tongue. So I don't really have to think about what to say next. Um, but at first it was hard because I was overthinking. Um, but once you, re- like, once you recognize what freestyling, it literally has the word "free" in it. Like you just have to be free, no matter what you say. It, you can't say anything wrong. It's freestyling. Um, if you do say something wrong, you have the chance to fix it when, like, when you're by yourself. But you do have pressure, like when you're around other people, and they're like, "Go!" Like they put you on the yeah, spot. It's yeah. like but most people normally already have a verse that they uh, have for those moments when people put them on the spot. Me, I don't. So if I'm ever put on the spot, I'm just going to say whatever comes to my head. But um, uh, I, it just naturally comes out for me. But when I do, like, try to explain to somebody, like, how to freestyle, yeah, your mind has to work, like, really, really fast. But what, the way that I would describe how to freestyle is, uh already have in mind what you're going to talk about. So let's just say we're going to talk about cats. The 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 last word of your sentence, like you should already have in your mind yeah. what the last word of the sentence is going to be. And then, like for me, naturally, the sentence will come, the, the sentence will already be completed in my head as long as I know what I'm going to end it with. If that makes sense.
2: It makes sense, but it makes me so, uh I just, it. I can't imagine doing that. Like, I'm a language person. Yeah. I love language, but to put the end before the beginning, the cart before the horse or whatever the freight you know, that's, that yeah. seems impossibly difficult. And and to, right. And for you now, you, you've developed that muscle in your brain and you've practiced it so long that it kind of just happens. I think that's right. outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and is it something that, um, so like you, when you start to do a song, like you said, it's just, it's free, it's free verse. You go to the beat first, do you um, like use loops and whatnot to make a beat and use um, studio kind of machinery? And then you have that playing kind of like how it was back in the day for you as a kid. And then you just turn on the rep- the mic, right? You start letting it come out.
0: Yep. That's exactly how it is. And um, normally with the beat, because I, I'm, I'm naturally an overthinker, so I don't even give myself much time to overthink. So if, if I hear a beat, I give myself at least 10 seconds if i don't like to beat if the beat if words don't naturally come out with the beat i just don't even spend time on it but if i find a beat the first 10 seconds captivate me i cut on my mic and i just go i don't know how i, I just go literally
2: <laughs> so you could literally be creating music anywhere it could be in a in a department store and there's something happening and you know there's, there's some sound somewhere have you ever been able to create um freestyle from non music like have you heard a i don't know some machine outside making a a beat that's kind of regular or a i don't know a, a yard tool or something and then you're like Ooh, that's interesting or is it just, does it have to be that strong bass and uh and a like a focused um, pulsating kind of beat
0: well, normally it it would be from music, but I have like in the past made songs off of like window wiper sounds, <laughs> the alarms, that, like the fire alarms, just different little things like that where well, I was just being silly, but I was really like able to make a song out of it.
2: That's incredible. And so later on, after you've like, let's say the windshield wiper example, and you've got some stuff coming out, would later on when you start to refine that song and, and put it down, would you go back and try to capture that? um original windshield wiper sound or would you just sort of emulate it with something else
0: i would try to simulate it with something else mm-hmm. um but i would try to get it as close to the sound that i heard as possible
2: that's really cool i love that i love i love the organic nature of of just the, creating a song from the different pieces and and the fact that it's almost like it, it, it akin to basically speaking in tongues right it's just it's just flowing from right. your head instead of, okay, today I'm going to write a song about a, you know, a, a love story between two people and this and that, which is a whole other kind of art. But I, I love the the free nature of this. Um, that's amazing. Right. So you're 25 and you're doing this full time. So there was, I think in the notes I read, there was a kind of a time where you sort of had to figure yourself out and, and learn mm-hmm. what kind of artist you are. What was that like? What were the, like, the good, what was the good and the bad about that time um, I know cause it's, I, 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 feel for people, um, today's generation where they're finishing school and they're like, oh, what am I going to do? And that's, that's mm-hmm. a tough road to choose, right? It's a tough road to go. I'm going to be a, a performer. I'm going to do what, what I feel I'm called to do. And, and there's not instant money coming in. So yeah. what was that time like for you when you're just between, you know, knowing you had skills, but kind of moving into that decision of I'm going to do this and and then what motivated you to like really do it?
0: Okay, so, um, during the time, like, uh, like I told you guys, I took a three year break. Mm-hmm. Um, there were pros and cons, more pros and cons. Um, I was able to just completely flush myself from who I thought I was. Uh, I also kind of just left the face of the earth, really. So, uh, one of the cons of when I came back was I literally was Feel stuck on the music genres and, and, and the music taste that I had uh, prior to going on my little sabbatical, I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came back, um, literally, I didn't know who Mate the Stallion was. I didn't know who Lil Baby was. The people that I would be in competition with, per se, uh-huh. I didn't know who these people were. So that was a con on one end, but it was also a pro because I didn't have anybody to copy. Um... Mm-hmm. I didn't have any sound to bite or anything. I was literally just um knew what I knew about myself and knew what I knew about music before I kind of took my break. Um and I came back and it's like, okay, who are these people? <laughs> um but from there I, I I feel like that break helped me to um create my own sound. I didn't have anybody to mimic. I didn't have anybody to um to I, I, I wanna say look up to, even though it's good mm-hmm. to look up to people yeah. subconsciously when we look up to people we tend to wanna be like them a little bit. Right, so I didn't right. have anybody that, that was that I was trying to um be like. So um but what motivated me to do music full time was just honestly, why not? I mean, yeah, um at first it's like no money coming in so like um i have to i constantly have to tell myself like you know we're not in this for the money even when i do get discovered i don't want the money to be the reason why i go because i don't want this to become a job I, w- I always want it to stay as a passion because then i will enjoy doing it i've there have been things in my life that i like to do like for example i love to draw but um once I went to school for it and was getting job opportunities and even pursued it as a, as a career or a job. I didn't want to do it anymore because it's like, mm. um, I'm being forced to do this. So I don't want music to become like that. Even when it is my job, I always want to remember the times when I did it, when I wasn't getting any monetary, um,
2: compensation. Uh,
0: for yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I think that is a, great approach that is like a life lesson for a lot of people because you can get, even if you've got skills in something, you can get trapped. You see it all the time with people, you know, in wall street, for example, if you work with money and you, you work in that area, it, it could be enthralling for you, but probably for many, it's just a, the day to day thing, but you're approaching it from the, I, I love doing this, but I'm not going to label it. I'm not going to frame it as a job. I'm going to just do it. And, uh, right. Uh, And I, I don't know if this is true for you, but probably it is. So that training you did um, as an artist and drawing now can be pulled in as you want. You can choose it and you can say, I need, I'm going to draw something. I'm going to create something, you know, a mixed cover, or I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, so you, you added your arsenal, um, through that training. That's really cool. Love that. Yeah. So, um, if you could classify since you said you sort of i love the word sabbatical by the way that's a great term because that's literally kind of what it was for you you went away and you were isolated and then you came back and brought who you you know who you were to the table um would you could you classify your music in a genre or are you trying to maybe let your creations become what they're going to become and not 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 fit into a box
0: um, yes, I'm a very freelance person and I hate being boxed in, but I do know that there are situations that I have to not be so broad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do label myself as a pop star, even though I have music out that would not be considered pop music, um, et cetera, et cetera. At heart, I'm a pop star because that is the kind of music that naturally comes out of me. Um, uh, upbeat, um, just, just very free, mm-hmm. um, but I do want my creation to just label itself at times, like you know. But at heart, I am a pop star.
2: Okay, that makes total sense. I like it. Well, let's talk specifically about your music. Um, I've got a few titles down here, and you are, I think, it looks like you're starting to really crank it out. So, um, I know everyone's going to be looking forward to what's coming next. But let's kind of go back and look at a couple of them, like, um, and if any on any of these if you want to tell us about the recording process specific memories um the ups and downs because i know love peop- people people who, who you know are just like you that want to do this for a living they're curious because they're going to not want to make mistakes as much as they can and so anything like tips that you can come up with but um let's focus first on i want and uh, kind of like how that happened and um your memories from putting that one out
0: Okay, so I want is a afro pop type of song, and actually, um, I was already looking to branch out into that kind of music because I'm starting to see like the, that music is becoming a little more popular nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to just do it just because it was popular. I just wanted to do it just to see like if I could expand my horizon a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, then actually one day. One of my associates, um, she told me about this artist named Coffee. Um, She's a like a, a Afro pop artist. She's like real famous. Uh-huh. Um, she told me, and others have told me after her that don't even know her, that I remind them of this artist. And, um, well, I looked into her music and I was like, well, I can see why they say that. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like, okay. When I listened to the lady's music, it inspired me to give it a shot. And that song, I did it in like it probably took me like an hour to do that. um I already knew what I was gonna talk about when I heard the beat, mm-hmm. and uh, it actually came out pretty good and to the point where when I play it for people that like that kind of music they they think that I'm an afro pop artist, but it's like I'm not that's that that was my first and only time i I hope to do more in the future, but I've never done a song like that before um it was really fun it was really really fun to do It came really naturally too, so i I do want to make more songs like that
2: so i'm my brain is stuck on an hour, so you're telling me that the essence of that song it came out so fast that within an hour basically you had it kind of like the way the way you like it yeah that's that that's that's yeah that's insane <laughs> that's like that's just that's so cool to have that um. Just like it's like a burst of creativity flowing out. Um, I right. hope, for me as a fan, as a fan of music and, and following artists, I hope that you can appreciate our being impressed with that. And uh, and yeah. and I'm I'm love to know that because oftentimes you know, like we see artists on stage, uh, and we hear the mixtapes and we see the music videos. And we're like, oh, that's really cool. But it's we have no idea the time framing that was involved in that. And for an hour. Um, to have a song come out. That's super impressive. (laughs) Right. Okay, so um, maybe a contrast or maybe similar. What about Tardy to the Party?
0: Tardy to the Party, that is one of my most popular songs. Um, I love that song. I don't think I will ever, like, not promote that song, even when I'm big and famous. I will never stop promoting that song. Um, That song... I normally don't do songs with two verses. I'm a one verse type of chick because nowadays people's attention span is not what it used to be. Mm, so that's true. um yeah. I never wanna like put more on people than what they can uh take in. But with party to the party it was just so upbeat. Like I just was really like, um I don't even know what my head space was in that day. But <laughs> it's Again, it just it just it just came out. I heard the beat. The beat really, really, really caught my attention. The beat is really what helped me to come up with the song. Mm-hmm. Um and I just said the first thing that came out of my mouth and it was, I'm so sorry that I came to the party late. Like, I don't know why I said that, but um <laughs> then I realized, well, I am always late to everything, so let's just keep this going. But um that that song, I don't even remember how long that took me. But Um, With that song, at that time, I did not have a laptop. I had an iPad, and I was using this app called BandLab, which I definitely recommend that to anybody that's pursuing music, that's new to music, you don't know how to use SL Studio or any of these complicated um, programs. Mm -hmm. BandLab is definitely a really good software that's free. Um, You can use it on a laptop or a phone. But um, I uh, purchased... um, a mic and everything an interface and my interface is actually diverse I could use it on a phone an iPad a laptop so I can literally just take this interface with me anywhere and just record anywhere but I recorded that whole song on BandLab I didn't use any outside sources wow. didn't pay for anything um and that song sounds just as good as the songs that I use well um using on my laptop and things of that nature
2: yeah, that's it. Is amazing that um, the growth in technology and just the basic accessibility for um, for anyone. Uh, I see a lot of artists who post on their stories. You know, yeah, I just I just pulled out my phone and and you know used the sound recorder and it's not maybe the end end result, but they use that technology to capture the moment and it sounds really good and the cameras are really good right. phones and stuff. So um, that's that's super cool. The interface that you now use is that a is there a certain model? you like um, because I actually the last artist I talked to said that the interface from all their equipment was super important and uh, you explain what is that for the for the layman out there what does an interface do to kind of connect the devices
0: um an interface well disclosure you don't necessarily need an interface to record like I said you can Mm -hmm. Now you can do stuff on your phone or your iPad or whatever.
1: Right. But
0: um, if you want that quality sound, you need an interface. It basically is used for condenser mics. Um, there's multiple type of mics, but but uh, you have just a, just to make it not so broad. You have USB mics, mm-hmm. which those are like your basic mics. Um, and then you have condenser mics that you have to have an interface to connect that mic into. Um, just to get better quality sound and. it's it's different things and sounds that the condenser mic can block out that the usb mic can't block out a usb mic will literally pick up on everything it could be somebody outside talking that's not even nowhere close to you but the (laughs) usb mic will pick that up
2: and the condenser
0: things inside of it that'll block that out um so interface is basically just for a condenser mic for for better quality and it just it, it's, it's a whole bunch of crap.
2: <laughs> like, <but laughs> it's tools of the trade, them. right?
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it makes total sense. And I'm sitting here looking at my condenser mic I'm talking to. I'm like, yeah, I get what she's saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's so cool. All right. So complete the mission. Um, And I actually was reviewing that music video. Let's talk about that music video first, because I'd love to know one, um, where it was filmed and uh, the, the, the smoke, the motorcycles kind of what was that whole vibe like and kind of the planning out of that and the experience?
0: So, um, about two years ago, I met a great seller that I'm still playing with to this day. His name is Andrew. He goes by Andrew's Method. He is so dope and talented. Um, he is the one that shot that music video. We shot that video in two days. Mm-hmm. The rooftop scene was shot in Macon, Georgia, Literally on top of like a building, nowhere special. <laughs> um, <laughs> it looks special, but it was special enough for the video. Yeah. But um, that was his uh motorcycle. Um, most of that was his idea. Uh, the smoke machine, all of that, and we shot that in maybe. So the first scene was probably shot in an hour. The second scene, uh, scene was shot in like an hour as well. And he edited that video in two hours what? and sent it to me, like. It, it, like we didn't even have to do any special thing we didn't have to go to a uh um, a place to like a studio to shoot extra things or anything literally we didn't even we realized we didn't even need the in-house thing we could have just we could have just used the whole rooftop thing but um literally it was it, it was just the, the, the vibe of the song was there, the vibe, mm. the video vibe was there. It's like everything just kind of connected and we didn't have to do anything extra to make this video great. He has a dope camera, as you can see, oh, like
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> people think that I paid thousands of dollars to get this shot. I'm like, no, we're just some middle Georgia people with some middle Georgia money and we made it happen. <laughs> so like it was. Yeah, that that was uh, props to Andrew. Props to Andrew. He, he 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 made that come to life.
2: Hey, well, do me a favor later. Um, shoot me the, his contact information if you if he, he doesn't mind, and we'll put it out on your page on on the website. So, uh, Absolutely. if someone wants to recreate something like that. They know what they're gonna get. Okay, that's really great. Um, do you ever like for that experience, um, that day or those two days? Do you kind of step back at some point and? Uh, I don't know if it's, if it's the like bragging or whatever, but it's pride, maybe pride. Do you have any pride? Like thinking, I look at all these people here that are working with me and this music and now, and my music is becoming visual now. Is, is that a really cool experience, uh, to go through? And, and of course the final product, you're like, oh my gosh, but the process of doing it and having the people around you, um, supporting you and, and working on that, is that a really nice feeling?
0: Yes, it's a beautiful feeling because of uh, me personally, uh, growing up in things, I've always been alone. I've always had to figure things out by myself. Even though there's, I'm always around a lot of people, I, I always somehow feel, feel alone. So now that I um, don't feel like that, it's like, it's dope because I know how it feels to have people there that should be there for you, but they're not. Mm-hmm. And to have, To to just step back out on the scene um, after three years of being gone and people are just embracing me like these people who I've never even known to exist are just willing to help me. And it's no strings attached. They're not expecting anything in return. Of course, I will always give what I can, but they're literally not expecting anything in return. It's like really dope because it's really rare, especially nowadays in this generation Mm -hmm. where people's agenda is you don't know where it's at. To know that I ha- have like pure people in my life that, that want to help me is it, is really dope.
2: Yeah, and sort of a I, I'd say like a uh, an ace in the hole or a, 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 something to keep in your back pocket. Like, you're do you have some go to people when you've come up with a, an idea for a song and you you like shoot the idea off to a few people to kind of bounce it off them, or um, you have like an inner circle that are no matter what you have some people you can go to and depend on.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, Andrew is one of them. Um, my cousin, he is actually a manager. He's an artist manager. Um, he has a artist right now that is working with, um, Labusi. I'm not sure if you know who that is, mm. but, um, he's one of my go-to people, especially. Um, and I have a couple of other people. I try not to shoot it out to too many people. Uh-huh. Um, but just people that I normally shoot it out to people that don't make music. Um Ironically, but yeah, yeah. I have a circle that, like I shoot it out to them Of course, I I take in what they say, but at the end of the day, I just I still do what I feel like is best. But yeah, I have a couple people that I shoot my stuff out to.
2: That's good. You know, I like what you said about not paying music because then they can give you the the you know the fan opinion, really. The right you know, how it would land that way. Very cool. Well, I was researching. I have seen and pardon my innocence with this, but um, I'm an album guy. Like I grew up. You know, in the early '70s, and just and a new album comes out, a new album comes out, and I know the the term mixtape originally started um, with cassette tapes, and like hey, I'm gonna make a mixtape for you know my girlfriend or whatever, and we would take right. various songs and splice them together, and it was super fancy. Let me let me tell you. <laughs> but now <laughs> artists are releasing mixtapes, and other artists are releasing albums. To you, what's the primary difference? Because I know you have just released a mixtape. It was on January fourth called Out of Sight in Mind. And so that's what's kind of drawing me to this. Uh why label it a mixtape instead of an album and, and to you what's the difference? Because I don't know if it's clear for everyone.
0: Right. And at first it wasn't clear for me because actually in twenty twenty one I released an album and later on I realized well I was taught that I should have named it a mixtape. Mm. Now I'm still learning the difference but Mm -hmm. um normally people that are already making some kind of money they normally release albums and that's just because um somebody explained it to me this way if a label is looking to sign me they're gonna sit me down the first thing or one of the first things they're gonna do is go look at the projects that i release. if they see that i release an album they're gonna look at the numbers they're gonna look, especially at how much money, uh, I uh, how much revenue came in through that, and and from there they're gonna kind of, uh, see what my value is based off of that album that I released Gosh. without having uh, a team. Um, it it, but like with a mixtape, they can't look at how much money. Uh, so basically, albums can. I mean, a mixtape can generate some money too, but albums are so like that's your main main goal like Mm -hmm. albums you're supposed to bring in a lot of money with mixtapes it's like okay if you make money cool if you don't cool it's it's just a mixtape it doesn't really matter it it matters but it's kind of like a uh i'll say like a underground version of an album but that's why from now on until i start generating some big money that can be recognized i'll just be releasing like singles eps or mixtapes not albums
2: okay yeah that's a really good explanation it's kind of what I came up with when I read I was on like Wikipedia or something but um, with they have the terms floating around like that and uh, it's it's I like the like the casual approach to it like you know here I'm gonna offer something up and if you like it great if you don't uh, no worries I'm something else is coming out like it allows the the flow is albums like you said you're into a uh, uh, a structure and you're going to be right. perhaps with a, with a label and you know, there are the expectations and all that. Right? Wow. So let's, let's look at the future. Um, you've come back, you're, you know, you're starting to come out with a lot of good projects. What, what's like the, the goal, what would you like to be seen um, for yourself? Maybe like five, ten years from now.
0: Um, definitely. I definitely know that, um, I, I'm the, the kind of how can I word it? Um, I know for some people, they have to take years and years of hard work and shortcomings and upcomings and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But with me, I know that one of the only things, yes, I have to put in work. I'm not saying I don't have to put in work. I just don't believe that I have to um, hustle as hard as. I don't believe that I'm going to be one of the people that's like, well, I've been doing this for 10 years and my music is finally starting to be, I just feel like if the right person discovers me and this can be for anybody as well, but just me specifically, Mm -hmm. if the right person discovers me with the right type of connects, et cetera, et cetera, Mm -hmm. then, and they, they really invest in me and believe in me. It's over with It's that's, that's (laughs) literally, um, but of course I'm not sitting around waiting on that to happen. I am pushing myself to get discovered. Um, but in five to ten years, I will absolutely be discovered. I will, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm out of here. And in in shorter amount of time than that, to be honest with you, I just wholeheartedly believe that, um, that if the right person finds me and just believes in me as much as I believe in myself, it's it's over with.
2: Okay, well, let's say it's over with, and the right person has found you. What would your life look like at that point? Would you still keep to the, um, because and this is my impression of the way it is. I haven't really sat down with someone who is out there already per se, but I, it, okay. To so take like a Taylor Swift or someone, I mean, think of their calendar and think of the, the managers and all this, you know, the life, the life in that world seems like it's overwhelming. And how do you step into your own art and keep it there? Cause I, I, I hear from you that that's what you love about, you know, this, the, the desire to do it and not making it a job, right? Let's go back to that. Let's not make it a job would you be able to kind of hold on to that once you're out of here and you're like really making it?
0: I am, I cannot tell you what the future holds because (laughs) at one point in time I thought that I was stronger than what I really was and things happened and I became a person that I never thought that I would be. So I cannot speak on what will happen and won't happen. But I will try my best to keep that in mind Um, and once, and again, I will still keep the people around me that's pure hearted, that people that will tell me like when I'm tripping, they'll tell me that I'm tripping. So so that as long as I have those people in my ear, um, and I don't let the life overtake me and I don't get big headed and things like that, Mm -hmm. um, I will, I will stay as pure as I can.
2: I think that's a great approach to it. And so, what would you like your day? Let's say you're out of here. Let's say you've you've done it. You you've got all the connections. You've got all the resources at your disposal. What would you love to be as like a typical day in the life of you as an artist? Uh,
0: like what would I just like to do? Or yeah,
2: like you know, you wake up and you've got you know some a home studio or a, you're in a you know nice a nice big place and you've got um all, all the resources you need you know you got your food covered you got your living space covered and all that you have no worries about bills right and then mm-hmm. what would you love to do for an entire day like would you just be working music or would you like to work in like some design stuff just would you just have to the freedom can you imagine what a day like that might be
0: um honestly I would probably just take the whole day to chill and have fun and be a normal person. Like, uh, cause I know like for, for, um, famous people or wealthy people, it's like they can't do regular stuff that Mm -hmm. I'm able to do. They can't just go to the grocery store freely. They can't go to the beach freely. Like, and if they do, it's a risk, you know? Um, so I would just take that day to be normal. But like to, you know, always hold close to remember what it's like to be a regular person that's not
2: in a limelight. Yeah. Oh, great word by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So is there a line there, do you think? Like, um getting famous and, and getting popular and all of that, it would would you try to kind of pull the reins back? Because like you said, it is. It's a point where you get so um out there and so famous that you have threats right you can't walk down the street you can't go to, would you like to kind of go up to a certain point of of success and popularity where it enables you to have the freedoms that you have today but no more or would you just kind of be whatever happens happens and 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 just be careful about it you know what I'm saying
0: yes so I I always have this thing that I tell myself and people always think I'm crazy <laughs> when I say this but I actually don't want to be, like, mainstream. Like, if I am, I want to be, like, um, I don't want to be, like, Beyonce said. I know that's, like, crazy. Like, why would that not be the goal to keep getting up and up and up and up? But I feel like the the more you go up, the, the more, like, things that actually matter just get shadowed away. Like, um, I don't ever want to be so famous to the point where... I forget about visiting my mom and except I'm not saying those people do those things, but I just right. imagine like it's been times in my life where I was just so busy chasing what I thought I needed to chase that. I forgot about the things that motivated me to chase those things in the first place. Mm. Um, So I don't, if if I could just make good money um, off my music and still live a normal life, I would love that. Like, I don't, I don't, the I feel like the more money you make and things like that, the more responsibility you have. Like I don't want to overwhelm myself because I don't want my dreams to drain me. Basically, yeah. I I want my dream to empower me and keep me going. And things I I you know I just want to I want to enjoy it all while I'm here. I don't want to just chase it and get so big. And I look back, it's like okay, what can I enjoy now? Like i done gained everything. Like I done did everything. I have boo cool amount of money, boo-cool amount of cars, like I don't wanna get bored. Like, you know, I I wanna I wanna keep it like at a a a, a perfect a manageable medium. level,
2: yeah. yeah. So yeah, there is a line. I figured from what you had said that there would be and that's uh so that's really uh, kind of a, a cool thing that you can keep an eye on, right? You can just uh, as long as you're keeping uh check on the way things are going, uh as as you move up the ladder, so to speak, then uh you can you can pull it back, or you can make some changes. And that—that's a cool feeling of independence. I love that. Um, several right. independent artists I talked to have, have brought that up to my surprise, because you know, in the fan world of watching, we're like, oh, I wonder if they're going to be doing the Super Bowl halftime show, and you know, all these things. And uh, it's it's great to hear in in the brain of the artists. You know, there's some there's some planning, and there's some focus, and there's some 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 thought about like being a person instead of being a right. thing, I think that's amazing. right. Well, this has been a great conversation. Um, I wanted to leave everyone with like the, um, the best way to reach out to you. Are you more Instagram? Are you more uh, like Facebook or where's your go-to kind of, um, media to, to integrate with fans and to like put out content? I'm, I'd love for you to list everywhere we can find you, but, um, the one that you would like be the most jazzed about getting, uh, some, some new people along with you?
0: Okay, well, of course, my main um, platform right now is Instagram, and everybody can find me on there at Shut Up Tokyo. That's S-H-U-T-U-P-T-O-K-Y-O. That is the best place that you can reach me at. Um, I also have a Facebook, which is, it was my personal page, but I turned it into an artist page, and mm-hmm. I actually have good engagement on there. I'm starting to post my music and things on there. Yeah. Um, and that is uh my name Diane Aaron Nicole. That's D-I-A-N-E-R-R-A. Uh, last name Nicole N-I-C-O-L-E.
2: Perfect. Sounds good. And and the mixtape like we just said came out. And uh, are you getting a lot of good feedback on that? And uh, people like commenting on certain songs. are You seeing some traction with that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a lot of good feedback on that. Um, I was a little bit iffy about putting it out because it's 18 songs. I've never put out a project with more than 12 songs. Um, I never want to overwhelm my fans and my supporters, but I just gave it a shot to see because I know, like, you know, you, you want to hear more from an artist, especially when I have a, a at-home studio. I literally record every day, so why just harbor on two these songs when I can share it with the world? So, um, so far, I'm getting really good feedback, um, and uh, people are just excited to see my growth.
2: Oh yeah, no doubt, and and that's a testament to you know, like you were t- saying, the way at the very beginning of this conversation was, is like it's, it's free for you. It's it's coming out, and so if we did the timeline of really jumping back on the scene in 2021, and now we're just barely in 2023, and you have music video, and you've got these songs, and now you've just released 18. <laughs> that's like, that's a huge volume of work that in some artists might be over the span of multiple years. Right. So, right. um, I would never be one to tell you to kind of, you know, rein that back because y- you're right. Fans are going to want to hear anything and everything. Uh, so my recommendation of course would be just to keep churning, keep cranking, keep going with the flow and, and whatever comes to mind if it's feeling right for you, it's going to, you know, it's going to land out there and, and people will appreciate it. So, um, it is, like I said, it's been a great conversation. I loved having you on keep us in the loop on what's going on. And, uh, and if there are any, um, changes, we'll, you know, put that up on uh, living in the You'll have a page there, um, with links to your socials and, uh, it's great to meet you and, uh, hope to talk to you soon. Sound good.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me.
2: You're quite welcome. Have a super day, all right? You as well. Okay. Bye.